podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Brand new season, brand new dawn for Formula One. It's the Bahrain Grand Prix. And it's lights out and away we go. We off the green, green, green. This for my kid, Welcome to our review of the Italian GP in Monza. Um, before we get started, follow us on Pit Stop Fracker on Twitter. Follow us on Pit Stop Fracker on Instagram. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Leave your comments. We love all your comments. Um, if you want to buy F1 merch, please use the link, our Fanatics link, to get all the F1 merch you need. You'll find that in this description below if you're watching on um, YouTube and if you're listening on Spotify and Apple. And if you are listening on Spotify and Apple, please give us just a five-star review as well. Helps us with the algorithms. There's lots of F1 podcasts now, but remember we were there, up there. We were the originators, get me? So please give us that five-star review and help us out. Today, I'm joined by Kwame. How you doing, brother? I'm okay, bro. I'm okay, bro, man. I can't lie that this race was dry. Then a certain journalist, um, Kebabish, I-, I can't lie, man. Like, this was just this was, this was dry, but I promise I'll probably be you know way more sources than that, man. Honestly, our pods are always better than race, and everything <laughs> everything in the whole world is better than Will Buxton's kebabs because my man's freezing kebabs, don't I me, mean? and that's unacceptable. Will, if you're listening to this, it's unacceptable. Uh, but I'm glad to be joined by you, Kwame. We will be joined by Marts uh, in, in a bit, um, the legendary Marts. But we'll get started already um, with uh, qualifying and penalties. We just want to have a quick chat about this because qualifying, Charles Leclerc, pole position, nothing that special. He's always it was always on pole. Did it in front of Tafosi, had the pressure on him, lives up to the expectation. Max just happened third, uh, second, and Lord knows who was third because this is the issue. Nobody knew where they were started at the beginning of the race. Nobody knew the grid positions because so much people had uh, penalties for taking engines, ERS, uh, gearboxes, just a whole matter of things. So the, where everybody qualified wasn't actually where they were going to start during the race. And nobody knew, even the drivers. We had Pierre Gasly tweeting out, where am I starting in tomorrow's race? Four hours after qualifying. Kwame, what do you think about this whole penalty nonsense and not understanding where people should be on the grid with the penalties should they should they just get rid of the penalties altogether or should they just like at a time penalty what should they do can you hear me yeah i can hear you cool 
Yeah, I, I feel like um, the whole penalty thing was a bit of a joke, um, personally. Um, I feel like, cool, I understand, you know, rules of regulation should be there because, you know, you can't have, you know, unlimited engines, unlimited gearbox changes to a car. Otherwise, he would just take the mic out of it and just do, you know, engine changes every race. You can't be having that. So I understand the limit of, you know, four changes per season. Uh, and then, you know, after that, you get, you know, penalties, um, which I think is fair. And um, it makes sense because, you know, we are in Monza. Monza is a very engine-dependent um, um, track. Um, so, you know, teams are going to, you know, want the best engine they can get. That's what it changes. But the fact is, you know, the fact that all these changes, you know, ruin the grid. Was well, they put or, or qualifying? Because, you know, you see drivers, um, you, you see drivers, for example, like my boy, Yuki, for example, he got into Q2 and then he kind of realized there's no point in me qualifying and then he just kind of just dropped down the grid um and, and so forth because he was at the back so but yeah let me let me list off the list for you guys so Tenodo was the back of the grid Hamilton back of the grid science back of the grid uh Manson 15 place grid penalty Bottas 15 place grid penalty Schumacher 15 place grid penalty Perez 10 place grid penalty Ocon 5 place grid penalty and Verstappen 5 place grid penalty so that's what what nine drivers pretty much half the grid essentially 10 penalties and boy mixture of engines and um, penalty points and the mixture of gearbox. So I get, you know, teams saying penalties, but I feel like it should be a way to, you know, kind of, because a lot of people, a lot of teams, like I said, they just did it on purpose. They knew, yo, Monza, we need engines, so let's, you know, take penalty and have a better car. So I feel like there needs, needs to be a way or kind of, you know, if I combating it, but I feel like, you know, good penalties should be, it's just should be there, but, you know, it's 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 insane. It's just a bit mad. I can't like, but it is what it is, I guess. Do you think they should possibly increase the pool of parts that they should uh, be allocated so they don't get a penalty, or do you think maybe they should just do this punishment another way? Like I've seen somebody suggest, maybe um, they lose uh, drivers and constructors points for taking a new engine. Would that kind of like deter this like kind of wastefulness? Because sometimes you have to take a penalty because your engine's blowing up and you can't use it, mm-hmm. but. Sometimes people are just doing it so they can just add more to the pool. You have to think because, like, yeah, I agree with that because I feel like some of them, I feel like the majority of them are just adding to the pool. Some of them, like I said, if the engine blows up and the engine is 40, not much you can do. You saw early in the season when Ferrari they had like a 40 engine that had to change to old engines. That makes sense, but I feel like the penalty deduction is quite penalty. The point deduction, so I feel like it's a pretty harsh method, but for the teams, but for the fans, I feel like it'd be pretty, pretty interesting to be honest with you. You know, certain teams with, you know, a five-point deduction, um, you know, for the race, and I feel like that will, you know, the incentive of teams to be more careful. But okay, I feel like that'd be a bit too harsh. The time, you know, penalty, the time penalty, um, like you know, ten-second penalty, five-second um, stop and go, whatever, um, drive the pit lane, whatever penalty, and they come off with during the race. That'd be interesting to see as well. But I feel like that will be the same kind of issue you have. Let's say half the drivers have got like you know top of go penalties, then you have to calculate that during the race and it'd be a bit of a mess. So I feel like, you know, point of penalty, you know, even though harsh, it'd be an easy way of sorting it out for sure. I think with um, today, we saw Hamilton signs towards the back of the grid and Perez as well. They made their way up like it was nothing. So it's not even a, it's not even like a, like a deterrent for taking the parts because their cars are way better than the rest of the grid and they managed to get through it anyway. Sainz was just like cutting through the grid like it was butter. So it's, to me, it's not really a punishment. Max was on, Max was third by end of lap one. 
So it's not really uh, a punishment for these guys for adding this. And I think, look, I understand Monza. Monza's 80% throttle the lap. You need a fresh engine, regardless. So a lot of teams just decided to do that. You saw what happened with Ricardo and Vettel today. Their engines got dusted because Ricardo hasn't had a new engine in ages. Vettel hasn't had a new engine in ages. So it was just, it, that's how harsh these type of tracks are. We've got a larger calendar now. Personally, I think you need to just increase the allocation by at least by one for each component um, just to stop this type of nonsense because now people are just doing like tr- tr- strategic type of moves regarding when they're going to take it and when they're not going to take it and so on. You need to be need to add a little bit more jeopardy to it as well. Like, I don't want people to be actually doing strategy for engine components. I want them to actually think, oh, no, my engine's blown up. I need to get an engine in. That's why I have to take the penalty. So imagine somebody took a penalty in, like, Zandvoort or something because they were forced to because they had no engines left in the pool. That's the kind of punishments that I would like around engine penalties. Well, the whole thing about FIA not actually knowing where people are, not being able to communicate that amongst the teams four hours after a race. Kwame, that's a bit ridiculous, right? You can't have rules and not know how to apply them, right? Yeah, I feel like it's insane that, you know, the FIA didn't know, you know, how to, you know, how to handle the penalties. I thought, you know, all of that would kind of been done straight away, essentially after the race. I thought they'll have like a system or some sort of software that, you know, would do it for them. And then the communication side of us poor, you know, you, you can't be having, you know, drivers literally asking, you know, you know, um, members, members of the public on um, Twitter, you know, what position am I in? You can't have it where, you know, drivers literally wait until, you know, 11 o'clock at night when, you know, the qualifying finished at 4 p.m. about, you know, where, where am I, what's happening? How do the drivers not know? How does the um, the media, the journalists, know? how does the NFIA themselves, how are they posting out? The, the official start grid in the morning of the on, on a Sunday. It's, it's insane. And, you know, I feel like, yes, cool, a lot of drivers saying, oh, this is not going to make it easier, but they should have, you know, had a pan before, beforehand way more quicker than, you know, they did. The world is watching. I said this at the beginning of the race weekend. Football's cancelled because of the death of uh, Queen Elizabeth. So the whole world's eyes are on Formula 1. Well, more eyes than usual, right? Monza, it's a nice race. It's a nice track. People watch this race. So the viewing figures are quite up compared to another other weekends. And I said the FIA can't be out here embarrassing themselves. And straight after quality, they've embarrassed themselves already, immediately. It's ridiculous. They And we're, not, we're going to speak about the other stuff that happened later on in the race. And even some of the stuff they were doing in F3 and F2, like some of the... Some of the decisions they were making, some of them correct, rightly correct, but some of them just like, what are you, what's going on here? I don't really understand. Where's the consistency? The whole world was watching the FIA this weekend, and uh, they showed their ass. They showed their ass. But well, but I think we'll before we go on, on but I think, um, <clears throat> I'll be quick here. And the worst thing is that as well, like the position of you know where the drivers you know um, quality. It's not even a hard thing to calculate. You just literally add. Five seconds, ten seconds. So not five seconds, ten seconds. Five places, ten places. That's all you do. It's just quick maths. It should take you know, you know, a couple minutes at that. But you know, it took them hours to do. So yeah, I, I they have know. different they have different interpretations of the rules within their own organization because the regulations are not clear and they're poorly drafted. That's the problem. 
So and the that's people that the drafted him, to they, well. and we said this last year. We said we said it before even the, the AD and stuff like that. I was like, these regulations are poorly drafted, man. They don't have clear and concise instructions of what they should do in X scenario, Y scenario, and all the permutations behind that as well. It's poorly drafted, so they're making it up on the fly as they go along. We said this for ages, and it keeps, keeps biting them on their ass because when it is time to deal with such situations that are awkward, they don't know what to do with it. Even when you see it in the race, I have a certain opinion on what they should have done, and we're going to hear that later on. But they choose to just do the wrong decision every single time. And then when they do the right decision, people think it's the wrong decision because you've been making the wrong decision before. It's just an endless spiral of stupidness by the FIA. But like I said, Kwame, we'll, we'll move on. We'll actually talk about the race itself. Bit of a snooze fest, but race start was a bit interesting. Uh, we had Charles Leclerc on pole. Um, George Russell, second. Uh, Norris, third. And Dan Ricardo fourth. And they had Max Verstappen all the way back in seventh. And I think Hamilton and Sainz were like 18, 17th and eight, no, 18th and 19th. So they were all the way back. And Perez was like 15th or something like that. Um, let's, Kwame, uh, you know this subject is going to hurt me, but we need to talk about Lando Norris, man. This ain't the first time. This ain't the first time. <clears throat> Yeah, that start was awful, man. Man dropped from what? What, from um, P3, P4, this is like P8. Uh, literally, yeah, the, at the end of the straight. Like Wait, that, that, P3 that start, to P8. P3 to P8. That, that, that start was dreadful. I mean, I, I know they're talking about, you know, he probably had issues you know, with his brakes, but I feel like it's just a poor start in general. I just feel like, you know, I don't know if it's the car now, because it's not the first time. Like, my hat, he's, 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 he's a big McLaren fan. You can tell he's upset if you watch his on, um, video. I don't know if it's the car or him. I don't know what is it, the reactions or the car just, you know, not going, you know, straight away off the, off the line. But this ain't the first time it's happened and that drop was a big drop. But obviously even the car, because Ricardo had a decent start himself. Ricardo had a good start, so Ricardo overtook. Yeah. Um, no, so, yeah, I think it's Orlando. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely Orlando. I'm not, he, he probably, he went into like anti-story. He, he just messed up, man. And, uh, that's kind of a weakness in his game that his race starts is sometimes it just it just drops the ball there. He was trying to hit up his tyres too much and then he was sitting there for too long and then that's what happens. And then he got eaten off. He got gobbled up, man. I think he went all the way down. Actually, he didn't go to P8. He went to P7 and then he overtook Alonso again. So, back, yeah. yeah, so by the time they got to Lesmo, he was ahead of Alonso again. Actually, you were so, up to P6 by that point. Yeah. So, yeah. he dropped, he dropped, so he dropped positions to Ricardo. To Gasly and to Verstappen, and then Verstappen once he got once he was in there, he was cooking. He went from seventh to fourth in one lap. So, this happens when this happens when you have you have the fast car in the grid, isn't it? This happens when you have you know a very powerful Honda engine that's reliable. You're going to just bomb up the field. Overtook, like I said, what three cars in the first lap. By by lap four, he's up to what P two P three. Find now with find out find out with Leclerc and Russell. It was insane. So yeah, like let's let's be let's be serious here because I know a lot of our listeners and even cast members don't like Max Verstappen yet. But right now, there's a we've got a, a situation where the car is extremely good. Yeah, he is extremely comfortable with the car, and he is extremely confident. 
because of the whole of last year and all the race wins this year. That is a scary combination. And now he's won, what are we on now? Five in the pass? Five wins in a row? Let me count. Hungry. Hungry, Spa. Zanvor, Monza. So four. He's on four in a row. This is a problem, man. It's not, a pro- it's not a problem for like people like Red Bull fans or whatever. It's a problem for the rest of the grid. Because if you went to the bookmakers this morning, Verstappen's still the favourite to win the race. Not Leclerc. It was the same in Spa. So Las Vegas knows he's going to win the race. Most of us know he's going to win the race. He's <clears throat> going from 7th to 4th in one lap. He's in the fastest car and he can literally see Charles Leclerc ahead of him. No, he's not even that far ahead. He's only a couple of seconds ahead of him. It's a foregone conclusion at this moment in time. It's shades of um, Vettel 2013 right now. Right? Yeah. But the one... He's won... It's just... How many? How many won? Five, how many 11. 11 he's won 11 races year. this year. Yeah, 11 races this year. And the you, record, you won five back-to-back. What's the record? What's uh, the right record? Records, uh, let's, let's check this. Let me check this. I think it's 13, you know. 13. Schumacher. 13, 13 races in a season. Yeah, Schumacher, isn't it? Yeah. Schumacher, 04. 2004. And do you know what? Those, pe- those, those people that say, those people that say, um, oh, um, Michael Schumacher had less races in a season, yeah? I think he's going to do it. How many races have we had this season already? What race? We, what race we gone? Well, I think we're in seventeenth, sixteenth. No, sixteen races. Sixteen races. Yeah, we've had sixteen races yeah. this year. Yeah. Michael Schumacher had eighteen races and won thirteen. He's can match Schumacher's record in the same amount of races. Thirteen and eighteen. If he wins the next two races. This is scary hours, bro. This is scary. These are like longest standard records that have been there since 2004. You know what I'm saying? This is what Red Bull have done. They've decided to make a machine that's just cooking. This is dominant machines, bro. Because at the end of the day, yeah, people can say, oh, yeah, car tax, whatever, whatever. But it's a combined effort of the engine manufacturer, um, the designers, the aerodynamicists, the strategy team, the pit crew, the driver. It's a collective achievement for all of them together. Same way it was a collective achievement for when Hamilton wins at Mercedes. It was a collective achievement for them as well, especially in 2014 to 2016 when they built such a dominant car. Sometimes in Formula 1, people just get bang on. They, They nail it. They nail the regulations. And then people will contrive that into, oh, it's boring. So people call the 2014 to 2016 Mercedes era boring because, look, all of them were winning races by miles and stuff like that. Same with uh, Vettel uh, in 2013 and 2011. Same with Michael Schumacher. Um, when they see such an era of dominance, it's never applauding the team for actually working together and achieving such a, uh, 
uh, such dominance. It's more, this is boring. Look at this. What the hell is this? This is too dominant, whatever, whatever. And that's what Mercedes have been accused of for how long. And Red Bull are probably going to get accused of it now. It's just the game, part and parcel of the game. But people that really like know F1 and appreciate F1 from the jump, yeah, there's an art, there's an art, there's something to appreciate with that, to be able to dominate in such a fashion. Like, I wasn't the type of person to say, oh, I'm going to switch off the TV, Hamilton's winning by 30 seconds. If he's winning by 30 seconds, so what? That means everybody smashed it. Pit crew smashed it. Car smashed it. Hamilton smashed it. Everybody smashed it together. The other guys, they need to pattern up. That's why I said, Ferrari, just build a better car, man. Everybody else, just build a better car, man. I'll say it to myself, McLaren, build a better car, man. Because man are going from 7th to 4th. No, 7th to 1st winning the race. What was it um, in uh, Spa? 14th or something to 1st. Oh, 14th. What was it in Hungary? 10th to 1st. That means everybody's car is shit, man. Everybody's car is shit, man. I'm telling you now, the gap between their car and the rest of the cars are shit. The guy is violating. Ferrari getting murked right now. Even though Sainz was cooking today. Let's talk about Sainz. Let's talk about Sainz. Yeah, we need to talk about Sainz before they do us on, you know, um, Verstappen put. So, yeah, let's... let's, let's no. Listen, look, we have to talk about Verstappen. He's winning the team, bro. You might as well not watch Formula 1 right now because he's, he's, he's won how many races? He's won bare races in the last two seasons. Come on, man. You're watching Formula 1. You're not watching uh, IndyCar. You know what I'm saying? I could, we could do it IndyCar pod if you want. IndyCar's popping. Finale. Sunday. We don't you probably know the winner by the time this comes up. Um signs. He was cooking at the beginning. Yeah, good race. Good race. By 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 lap what was it by lap two, he was ahead of Paris. Mm. Paris started bare positions ahead of him. I he think was you know what though. This, like this also shows the difference between that the Ferrari car and also the um the Mercedes car. Because obviously science was with um, Hamilton in the back. Hamilton struggled to um, struggle to get through the, the lower pack of the grid at that point of the race. He also got through at the end. It was Lando and Alonso, but science just bust through the field. He just spun through, and I think it shows how fast when Ferrari don't mess up the strategy because the pistol was fast as well. That was two point three second pistol with um, science as well. If they you know have their pistol on, on on job, if they don't you know have no engine issue, it shows how fast that car is because he even got fast. He even got like I said. Through the field faster than the Paris. So yeah, science was cooking this weekend, um, to be fair with him. But obviously, when you're starting from the back of the grid and you know your competitors are Leclerc and um, actually even Cobb Leclerc as well, to be honest. But your team your, your, your competitions are Leclerc, George Russell, um, Verstappen, uh P1, P2, P3. He ain't gonna reach it from the back of the grid, but he did what he had to do this weekend, in it. So kudos to him. Yeah. He, he did what he had to do. Perez had a bit of a stinker, pitted early for hards. Brakes was on fire. Matthew had to go long on the hards. Cooked his brakes. They were literally on fire. Smoke was coming out. Um, still managed to recover to get into the top 10, both of them. But um, Sainz, is, Sainz is impressing me, man. I always said Sainz is mid. I'm not going to really change my mind on that. But there is a scenario now where he could... If he keeps the form, obviously he had the engine penalty this week, but his quality pace is good, man. He's closer to declared than people think he is. Previously, last earlier in the season, he was absolutely miles away from Leclerc, but I think he's closer to Leclerc now. 
both on race pace and um quality pace. No, I agree. I feel like it's I agree. With you. I feel like his race pace is definitely um improved much more this year than last year. Definitely been much more faster. I feel like Monza kind of showed that and even qualifying as well. Him getting his first pole even this season compared mm-hmm. to last year where that guy was struggling in pole. Um, I feel like that showed a lot. Um, but yeah, I feel like one of the good signs is he's very consistent. You know, people don't get at him, you know, even in his McLaren days and his um Renault Tosa days, even though he wasn't necessarily the fastest driver on the on the field, he was always a driver, you know, okay, cool, we can get your P7s or P8s. He's always in the points consistently. And he's now matching that up with his race pace. So if you put them two together, that's a good driver there. You know, don't get me wrong, Leclerc's still a faster driver than um science, especially one that pace. Um, especially on war pace, war ability. But I feel like science is starting to own his craft now and you know. He's matching the pace with his consistency, which is a good thing for Ferrari. If they keep their reliability up and improve their car next year, they can have a yeah, them two them two jobs are very, very good. So yeah, um signs cutting his way through the grid. We had um the first engine got dusted, Vettel, which brought a vers- virtual safety car. Then we kind of saw the the what I think turned the race was um Leclerc staying in. Uh, no, Leclerc uh, pitting under the virtual safety car so for some fresh mediums. And Le- Verstappen decided to stay out because we didn't see Verstappen overtake Leclerc on track. It was that that made him get into the lead, basically. And he, and then once Leclerc came out, he was about 30 to 10 seconds behind. I don't know exactly. But for me, personally, I think that's when the race changed because you can't let Verstappen go in clear air and put a pump out of laps. That's a problem. Kwame, what did you think of the decision to actually pit under the virtual safety car? Was it a smart decision by uh, Ferrari or was it a no no In hindsight, in hindsight, like I said, that changed the race. And I feel like in hindsight, I say no, I was way too early because the pit window for, because um, the clothes on softs and the pit window, I believe, between like lap 18 to lap 28 or something, or so and forth. And also, yeah. you saw Max go all the way to like what twenty eight or so laps on them soft tires. So I feel like look, I feel like for Ferrari Leclerc they could have gone much longer than that, and um, they should have stuck. I feel like they, I'm not sure they're prepared to the one stop corner, but I feel like they should have stuck to the one stop, especially when you know that's what Max is doing. So I feel like them doing this two the two stop now all of a sudden, when you know the driver you're trying to match is doing the one lap, you're gonna lose time, you'll lose time, and um, yeah, I feel like it was. In hindsight, it wasn't the right strategy to do for Ferrari, but I feel like they thought, listen, there's a virtual safety car here. You know, if we pit, you know, we can, you know, you know if we could pit in the, if you pit in the uh, virtual safety car or safety car, you're in less advantage than, less, less advantage. Yeah, more of an advantage, um, less of a disadvantage, I'm trying to say, to when you just pit normally. So I feel like they thought, you know, let's pit now. We'll catch up with uh, Max and, you know, we'll climb up the field or whatever. But yeah, it wasn't the right call, in my opinion. I feel like they should have rated to their pit window. So, like you just said, Verstappen stayed out long. He he went 26 laps on the softs and Leclerc pitted quite early and then mediums were not getting him home. They were not getting him home. So he was forced to do a two-stopper. And one thing you don't want to do in Monza is a two-stopper. Why are you doing a two-stopper in Monza? The pit lane is so long that you cannot do a two-stopper in Monza and yeah you did it under the virtual safety car but 
you kind of like boxed yourself in because you picked yourself way earlier than the window that, that necessary. And then now you've got an issue of, okay, now we have to go full pelt on these mediums and then box and then go full pelt on the next tyres and think we're going to catch Verstappen who's driving in clear air, no traffic. It's, it's delusional. It's not going to work. So people are saying, oh, I saw a lot of the commentary after, from Sky and everybody, oh, they couldn't really do much. Da, da, da. Just don't pay under the safety car. Uh, under the virtual safety car. How about that? Mars, welcome, brother. Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. I know that um, another Verstappen win has got your head fried. Mm. I was talking mm. to one of my young G's earlier, yeah? He's a Verstappen fan. Aye. The, 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 the things they're saying, bro, the things they're saying these days, it's sickening, man. Sickening. They're running around like winning this thing with no competition, yeah? And he's out here running around with mouth like he's packed. Leave it, man. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. It's nasty, man. It's nasty. But um, do you think it was the right decision for Leclerc to pit under the virtual safety car uh, very early? Um, yeah, I actually do. I actually don't think... Ferrari's strategy was, I mean, yeah, I think the second stop was a bit mad. I think the tires weren't think, getting a moment, huh? Their mediums weren't going to get a moment, though. No, they weren't. They too early. I, no, I don't think he did. I think they played it just right. I think they played it just right. They had to do something, and their car is like the Red Bull is clearly going to be a dominant car at Monza this year. I don't think there was much that Ferrari could have done. And I think they tried their best for once. Their strategy actually came up with something decent. They weren't like, they weren't something I would say, you know what, they actually messed up here. I think the second stop, was it needed? Maybe not. They could have maybe just dummied it and left him out if they knew Verstappen was coming in. Um, the issue is though, bro, they have to use the second pit stop because their mediums were, were, were going off. If they did like a hard example, Yes, it would have been faster, but it would have lasted longer. But the medium tyre, it wasn't lasting, you know, the way yeah, it wasn't going no, faster they wanted and then last. So that's why they did the second pit stop. Because yeah, I get no, point. if they um, did the one stop there, they could have got the race, but obviously they did a two stop. And, you know, I, I think my problem isn't with the one stop, it's with the, I think it's, it's the second stop. I feel like they, the win was there and they didn't have to pit Leclerc again. And I think they pitted it, maybe thinking obviously they're going to go racing, but. I mean, this is all hindsight, isn't it? Like, but I think maybe they should have just left him, just left him out, for the, instead of going him again for a second stop for that um that final stop where he could have actually won the race if he was under that safety car. Okay, this is my logic. This is the reason why I said he should have stayed stayed out of the virtual safety car. So he's got track position, yeah. Verstappen's behind him. The virtual safety car is gonna. There's a delta there in it, so he can't. He's not gonna like. He's catching up to you while the virtual safety car's coming up. You can at least cause him some issues. You know, defend the position, dust his tyres for a little bit, Max, just kind of like tie the situation out of den box, rather than just trying to say, oh, virtual safety car, I can save a couple of seconds here, let's box, even though it's nowhere near your pit window. It's because you saw Verstappen take them tyres to 26 laps. I don't know whether that's car set up, whether that's the driver doing that, or because maybe Leclerc couldn't do that. That's why he had to box, because them tyres were already cooked. So, 
I felt like them softs were... Everybody started to realise during the race, yo, the softs are good, you know? Just stay, stay on the softs. Why was Red Bull able to analyse and see that the Red the softs could go that long? And Ferrari was just like, oh, there's a door open there. Let's just go through that door rather than uh, looking at the situation and look what's going on over there. Because clearly over there, Red Bull, Hannah and that, they do a better job than you, so you might as well emulate them. No? Or am I bugging? I might be bugging. I mean, me, I, I, I agree with your point. That's why I said I thought like they should have stuck um, with the one stop. I, I feel like it's another thing that I feel like could happen, though. I feel like with Leclerc pitting first between him and Ma him and Max, I feel like that could have, you know, caused a play where we're all like, you know what, you're going to have to lose here. Let's just go on your soft tyres. Let's ride it out and see how long you go on this on your softs. And somehow the softs just work for them. And then that just, the longer the soft, they're on the softs, the better, isn't it? And they just kept it going. And then it did one stop and it went from there. So I feel like that could have been like a help in the sense that, you know, yo, there's no we've got a gap now between him and Leclerc. We can just go as long as we can, and that's what he did and worked out. No pressure, so they're not overcooking the ties either. And uh, yeah. So uh obviously Verstappen finally pits. Leclerc takes the lead again. I think that was around lap twenty six, yeah, when Verstappen pitted. Um Yeah. yeah. Where was Leclerc's pace? <laughs> Boy, I feel boy, like I, I, if I check, if I, I feel like if I check the data, Science was faster than Leclerc this, in this race. He was, he was, he Leclerc was, was, was um lapping Science. Science was was catching up with Leclerc at that point, yeah, because he literally right behind him. I'm not sure, I can't remember what lap was on my head, but there was a point where literally Science was literally on the fresh tire and was could have overtaken Leclerc. That's how close it was, and then Leclerc kind of just brushed away. But um, I, I feel like at that point though, what did I say? I've got my data websites. I'm going to check while you carry on. I'm going to check. About that, I feel like, um, obviously, what? The club paid lap 33. So, what? That's only, what? Seven laps. So, I feel like by that point, the club's tyres were coming to the end of, like, you know, their duration. You know, past the cliff, of the east, so I feel like that's kind of what happened with, with the club's tyres when they just fell off. And the pace went there. And you have to pit. Ah... Uh... Uh, I listen. I'm just. I'm not one to. I'm trying to find answers, but maybe the answer is just uh, for Stappen and Red Bull too good. And maybe that's the reason why Ferrari are just like, let's pack it in, guys. Let's pack it up. The the, the season's kind of done, which is kind of sad that they've already come to that conclusion, because. And once again, we've seen this last, we saw this uh, earlier in the season. You're setting the car up for quality rather than the race. And Max Verstappen and Red Bull have no interest in pole positions. They don't care. They care about winning the race. So stat padding poles and then not being able to have the car set up so it can last and have the pace in the race, in hindsight, is a bad idea. And they're not learning from it. They're not doing the homework in practice. They're not doing any, from my understanding, they didn't do as much long runs as Max Verstappen in terms of just trying to understand what the tyres are, are saying and what kind of lap times you can pump out. If it's just preparation for the race and you're not prepping yourself in that manner, I think even Elkin, even Elkin said, like, who's the CEO of Ferrari, was like, okay, look, we've done a good job to get back to where we was, but we need to cut out the mistakes. We need to 
flesh it all out. And, you know, and maybe Red Bull had that time over the last couple of years where Mercedes was dominating to flesh all of that out of their team. So when they did actually have a car that was worthy of winning races, they don't make these dumb mistakes or they're at least prepared for any type of scenario that could come across. No, I think you're um, right. Because right. like, they made the... Like, you're right, because, you know, what I feel like maybe maybe in hindsight we'd be putting too much pressure on Ferrari. Not even pressure, but like expectation for Ferrari because, cool, yes, they'd be doing the talk. Yes, two years, you know, head start, you know, with their homework or whatever and whatnot, but... They were last last couple of seasons. They were you know top of they were best of the rest essentially you know just outside the um, top of the pack. And now they've kind of reached the top of the pack with Red Bull. Now they need to do the next step of you know I know the mistakes you know doing the strategy you know it's a process isn't it you know trust the process and all that. So, but you Mark, know I feel like in red. general, I feel like in general the Red Bull were just faster. Red Bull were just faster than um, Ferrari because when Leclerc went to the soft tires, Max on the medium tires, what twenty seconds. I think Leclerc. Seconds, no, 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 Kwame. I think Leclerc was slow though. There was a point in That's time. Where, there was a point in time in the race, yeah, where yeah. Red Bull was on used mediums and he was lacking faster yeah. than when and Leclerc, Leclerc was, was on softs. Softs, yeah. Fresh softs. Yeah, that, that's, that's, that's not yeah. No. That's, that's not saying the Red Bull faster than 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 um is it the Red Bull? This or is, is it the Red Bull? No, no, the Red Bull is clearly faster. If we're not gonna yeah. say yeah, as much as we want agenda, agenda's got I and mean, we're a pack Anakin. Yeah, and it's like, bit, the Red Bull is the, the Red Bull is a fast, the fast car. Like you see the straight line speed of that car. Monzo is basically straight lines all over. But apart from the parabolic car, that is literally is just straight lines all over. And I but I do disagree with Kwame. It says about we're putting too much expectation on Ferrari. I mean, they're celebrating what was it 75 years of <clears throat> GP racing or wherever it is this year? Just mm-hmm. uh, like, like minions, yeah, exactly. Um, you're at your home race. I don't think <laughs> the expectation is to win your home race. I don't think you know, matter what car company you are or what where you are on the grid, your expectation is for at least a, either the home driver or the home team. To win that race and i think when it comes to italy and the Fossi and ferrari that expectation is clear it doesn't matter what happens doesn't matter how slow the car is they all expect it to win that race and I've, the fact of matter is we have not put enough expectations on ferrari i think people are letting them get away with murder right now because they've been an unserious organization for i mean they haven't won a championship since 2007 2007 Kwame, were you even in primary school then? I was indeed, man. Can I can okay. I just say? Can I just say? What, technically, yeah. they won. They won the two thousand seven constructors because McLaren were eliminated for exactly, and they won. They won. It, they won both trophies on the technicality. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, yeah, all right. McLaren stole the data, but you know what it is? It's still a technicality or what they um what they won it on. So. If you look at it, they haven't officially won a proper trophy since 2004. That's almost 20 years ago. That's the last time Arsenal won the league. Okay. In that time, there's always, you're always going to have expectations. You're always going to have expectations. I expect Arsenal to win the league every season. I expect, I expect, obviously, I can see what the team is at the moment and I can see, right, you know what? I'm going to, we're going to, we're building to something at the moment. So we take the next steps. 
Ferrari have not had shown any of those steps. They showed it pre, they showed it kind of in 17, 18, but they never went on to do anything with it. And they come back again. They said, you know what? We've done a whole rethink of it. Come back. And then saying the expectation was just to win rate a couple of races. No, man. No one comes to win just a couple of races. This is a new chance to come in and do something amazing with the new regs when you had a head start on the new regs as well. Not only that, you had the new regs were pushed back a year. So everybody had a chance because they said the amount, the amount of funding and COVID and everything, the impact of it. So you had an extra year. So on top of the two years you had in advance of knowing about the new regs, you had an extra year because of COVID and you still have done nothing about it. That, that how, What kind of expectations are we putting there? The bar's on the floor for them at this moment in time to win a couple races. We expect in Ferrari, the oldest institution in this sport, to win these races every season. At least get one. It doesn't matter which one it is. You're meant to be one of the top your top tier car company. Your ex your they your, your motto isn't even your car manufacturer. You're a racing team first. Where is this racing performance? There is nothing there, and that's why I can't agree with you saying that we're not putting um we're we're putting too much expectation on them to challenge for a championship. I don't think that isn't a big a big expectation. If you if you challenged and then you end up losing, fine. But you haven't challenged. You've won what three or four races? This, four is it four races this season? You've let Red Bull absolutely dominate this year. That is ridiculous, and that is poor. That is poor. Do you know what? Yeah, I agree with you in some points, and this is I feel sick because I'm about to defend Ferrari a little bit. Here. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, you're right because unlimited funds. Had the regs before everybody else. Ross Braun and Dominicali gave you that CC from like 2019. You had them regs from early, yeah? Um, you have a wind tunnel. You make your own engines. You have a, a simulator. You have everything top, top of the arse. You have unlimited fun. Let me say that again. Your money is clear. Your money is clear. clear. Compared to other teams, your money is clear. You've got all the things there. You've got Haas there. So you're using their wind tunnel time as well. You know, for only, on. only that car manufacturer to make money during the whole pandemic. They were the only car manufacturer to make money during the pandemic. Because all the man that made money from Doge, all them man that made money from Dogecoin and OnlyFans or buying Raris. That's why. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> That's why. All them man that were selling PPE contracts <laughs> and they were supplying nothing to the government. They were buying Raris. So when your money, when corruption money is up, people buy Raris. Raris make profit. Yeah. So I'm I'm what we're not gonna do is pretend like they're not on an equal footing. I think they're on a higher footing than Red Bull in terms What's of forget as well. Like, These men have allegedly got veto as well. Allegedly got veto. Allegedly they got a veto, bro. Let's be serious, man. They got a veto power regulations. Let's, I think the top three teams have a veto, don't they? I think they, yeah. the, the top three teams do have a veto. Like I, don't I remember know. I, I think Ferrari, Ferrari's had his veto from like the 80s. Yeah, and then I think I know Red, I think Red Bull have one as well. And then I remember Toto saying, I think he let it slip that he, the Mercedes had one as well because he was talking about the 2021 regs they were introducing and he said he had the power to veto it and he didn't. So... Yeah, because he could, he, could, he could just tell the other teams that I'm saying these powers, y'all, vote my way. But, but one thing I was going to say, I, was, uh, I just wanted to cl clarify the position. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, there shouldn't be a situation where Ferrari have to build themselves back up or whatever, whatever. But I think the problems at Ferrari are so deep-seated and rooted in 
just the culture in terms of how they approach things, their preparation in terms of strategy and just like everything around that car and the team around the, the pit crew, stuff like that, strategists, that it takes time to move away from that culture. I don't know if they're on the route, on the road there. Because I'm not gonna lie, yeah, their pit crew sometimes they make dumb they make dumb mistakes, yeah. But it, when they do a pit stop, it's fast. It's not like Mercedes. Mercedes pit stop is just slow. They they're all there, they're just slow anyway. These though, when they're actually there, they'll, they'll slap a 2.3. They're hitting Red Bull times on a pit stop. I'm talking about oh. actually transitioning into a team that can actually is well rounded and stuff like that. I don't think you can do that in a year. But I mean, uh, he, I don't think uh. I don't think Bonotto. I don't think Bonotto has been focused on that from 2019. I think he's only focusing on it now because now he's realised, oh, we can't just make a good car here. We actually need to do everything else. It's been, that, that type of thing has been showing since, what, Seb? When Seb was in the car. Like, we knew Ferrari's strategy was... Was he there? Was Bonotto was... there? Was Bonotto there, though? Or was he yes, he was. Bonotto was the one that made the engine. No, no, no. no, no I'm, I'm saying Bonotto wasn't at the track side. He wasn't paying attention to any of that. He was skipping races, I mean... bro. Yeah, but you know what it is. Yeah, you're ahead of performance, uh, um, ahead of engine performance at Ferrari. But but you're in these meetings, you kind of know that the strategy is not it. Like that has been a telltale. So ask anybody who's probably watched the sport in the last five six years, and you say what's wrong at Ferrari, a lot of people could tell you Ferrari's strategy is poor. So in five six years since um, Seb Vettel stepped into a car was in a championship um, challenging for the championship. Why have you not sorted that over the five, five, six years? Because, okay, you can say about the engine all you want, but at the end there, you still had five, six years to fix your um, strategy team. Just getting good people to steal someone from work, steal someone from Red Bull. I, I'm not saying go get Hannah Schmidt or whatever um, or anything, yeah? But just get somebody that's competent at their job. Because what they have at the moment, they have... They, it's not clearly someone who's not competent because you've been it, it's probably the same person that's been there for since Alonso's days. I have no and idea. But... I, I, exactly. I'm not going to pretend like I'm not going to pretend like Ferrari have the worst strategy team and stuff like that because I'll tell you now there's other no, teams they do. The I will there's say other they te- do. Oh, no, no, no because the other teams nah, on the nah, grid are doing stupidness. Other Just teams that. on the grid are doing stupidness but no one pays attention to them because they're at the back. No, but if they were front runners I'm not going to lie this season if McLaren were front this season if McLaren were front runners yeah, you would have seen howlers strategy. You would see real howlers, but nobody yeah, pays but attention because when when you're at the top, you when you're when you're at the top, you have to make sure everything's on point. You know this. Is it anything? When you're at the top, you have to make sure everything's on point because if it's not, if it's one tiny slip up, they'll come and get you for it. So when you're at the top, you have to have to make sure everything's on top. You can't say, oh, you know what? Other teams do this. Other teams do that. I don't have other teams' expectations. Other teams in the midfield. They're not challenging me for. They're not they're meant to be challenging for the title. You, I am. So why is my strategy not on point? Why am? Why can't I come up with a good strategy one weekend? Listen, for as bad as Mercedes' strategy is, sometimes they come up with something great. Sometimes they come up with a Barcelona every once in a while. Yeah, they might they might flop every now and then, but they actually do have moments in time where they're like, you know what, they've done something well here. Ferrari don't have that. When was the last time you could actually say, you know what? Brilliant strategy from Ferrari. Tell me. I would literally like to know. Because I don't think I've ever watched a race where I can say... Okay, I'm not going to lie. They say say plan A, plan B, plan C. 
But in reality, they could play, they could do plan X, Y, Z. It doesn't nobody's copying your strategy anyway. Why are you putting the code on it? Nobody's copying it. <laughs> it's like copying the dumb guy in, in, a, in a test. Why am I copying this guy's homework? I don't care. I'm gonna fail, bro. So why are you putting the code on it? Don't be doing all this, you know, when you're doing that, like you're hiding your work in school, like you know, you're crouched over hiding the paper. You don't be doing that when you're, nobody wants to copy you. You get me? But at the end of the day, uh, it's uh, I don't think they can fix the problems now. Obviously, this season is done. This season is done for Ferrari. Yeah. Do they just say Kwame? Did they just say on to 2023 now? Do they just focus on that? Yeah, they should go on to 2023. But I, I, what about saying it? I feel like with Ferrari, definitely issues. I feel like it's culturally as like deep rooted, like in healthily, like there's too much politics in Ferrari, man. Like we all know. Ferrari, you know, there's politics, too many men running this, too many men have this type of agenda, too many guys back this driver, that driver, you know, a lot of the team, doesn't help as well that they're based in, you know, Manello only, so they don't have, you know, the connect from, you know, all the teams that are based, you know, in England in the, off the A40 whatever. So, I feel like it's a, it's a deep cultural, you know, issue, structural issue with the team. Um, too much, you know, people in agendas, but I feel like, yeah, they have to break, I thought it was them, first of next year, this season, you ain't gonna catch up with Red Bull and Stappen, I'm afraid. You've got the basis of a card there. You need to fix on your reliability of the engine, you need to fix on your strategies. And once they do that, then I feel like they should be able to challenge because the drivers are there, the car's there, the base of the engine is there, or oh, just a reliability strategy you need to fix up. Oh, dearie me, Ferrari, Ferrari, Ferrari. If you're a Ferrari fan out there, or you just doing to F1 and you thought, oh, let me, let me follow Ferrari, you're in a world of pain. Or your your future is going to be a world of pain because I've been seeing this shit all my life. They haven't done any. They, they ain't even changed one bit. You know them ones though. It's like our babes have changed when you want to get back with your girl and you get caught cheating again. That's what Ferrari are. Ferrari's on them moves. Um, we'll move on now. So the two stopper didn't work for Leclerc, but there was a glimmering hope when Daniel Ricciardo's engine decided to pack it in, finally. That Mercedes engine had a little bit of reliability issues with Vettel and Ricciardo both retiring in this race, um, which was on lap, I think it was lap 40-something. So it was only, there was only 10 laps remaining, but that was a opportunity for... It was opportunity for Leclerc for the whole part, the whole pack to bunch up again. Leclerc was on newer softs. I think Leclerc pitted on lap 34. So you had fresher softs and um, Verstappen still had those mediums. Even though he pitted under the safety car, they both pitted under the safety car for scrubbed softs. I think everybody did. Um, but Daniel Ricciardo's car was in a place where it was clear that you couldn't recover it. We saw it in F2 races, F3 races that you need to get a crane and get that out because there's no sideboards that just kind of like push it and slide through. Um, yeah. Mark. Yeah. yeah, Kwame. Um, sorry for any interruptions there. Uh, Mark's doing switch off his mic. But uh, Kwame, do you think um, it should have been a safety car? Or do you think they should have red flagged the session? Um, I feel like, you know, I'm not annoyed with their decision to us. I feel like safety car is fair enough. I feel like, okay, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go in a bit of a here. But I feel like this goes back to what we said at the beginning with the FIA, you know, the rule book not being set, the rule book not being clear with the FIA. I feel like what they did was they tried to, um, 
Okay, to answer the question, I had, I'm happy to say to Khan that like I feel like it was the right decision by me. Um, I understand what they try to do because I feel like, like you said, the car, Ricardo's car was parked to the side. They tried moving it with their hands. They couldn't move it. It was on the literally where it was on the track. There wasn't, you know, enough space. So, cool, let's get a crane and move it. But obviously, when they got the crane out now, the, you got two options. Either you got two options. Yeah, you either you like to red flag it and then start again later, or you can just you know um, yellow car, yellow car, yellow flag, and then you'll go from there in it. And obviously, what happened with Abu Dhabi last time? You know um, where you know that man red flagged it, and then they you know started again. Fans were happy. F3 race, um, F3 race, um, you know, yesterday, um, not yesterday, F3 race happened. They red flagged it completely and fans are happy. And I feel like the issue is F1, they need to stop playing up to the F1. F1 and F1, they need to stop playing up to the fans. They need to go off the rule book and what they think is right. Because now you got people get annoyed about the different circumstances that happen. The yellow flag for me, I'm not annoyed with it because, you know, and that's what they're doing by point school. If that's the safest way to go through, cool, do that. But yeah, I'm, I'm not mad with the, 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 the safety, the safety, the safety car yellow flag, in my opinion. But they need to make it clear, just in general, what happens when you know we get to this decision because you can't have fans up in arms, you know, when we're just coming up in arms, like just make one rule specifically. So yeah, I'm, I'm not annoyed with it. I, I'm not, yeah, at least it's not you know a championship, you know, position. Um, because it's definitely going to impact the season 100%. But either way, I don't think much going to change. So, yeah, Moss, are you upset that the race ended in under a safety car? Because to me, that was the norm prior to AD 21. I don't know if it skewed everybody's mindset, or is it a case of people are like, Oh, look, you can finish under a safety car? Look, they purposely uh... So I wasn't really watching all any of the discourse on Twitter or anything about it. So I kind of just listen. I just didn't like Sky talking about it, like all Crofty, Karun, and all them talking about bringing up. Abby they were Dabby. upset, right? Huh? They were upset that the race ended under a safety car. The the Sky. Yeah, I and I don't, that, I don't, uh, I don't really get why. I don't get why. I mean, it's it's what's meant to happen. My personal opinion is. If a race, if you have to do it, um, red flag the race. If it comes down to the last 10 laps, just red flag the race. Um, red flag it and do a standing start. I think if, if you want um, races to end like that, because it doesn't make sense to... It's not entertainment-wise, entertainment it's not fun to watch as the safety car. I race in under a safety car. I remember after France, there was a huge. Um, was it? I can't remember what France it was. Was it twenty eighteen or twenty seventeen in France, where there was like a huge thing about it, about the race ending under a safety car, and how they want to avoid this as much as possible, or whatever. Um, but as I said, my personal opinion is, if it's under ten laps, just red flag the race to a standard start and let everyone be able to change their tires so you can get. The best race possible, race race finishing. I know it's not; it may not be fair in terms of the fact that you know what you have to get past all the lap cars and stuff, but you do have to do that anyway under a safety car. You have to let all the lap cars through, 
and that's just wasting time, precious racing time. So, um, yeah, just red flag it if it's under 10 laps and just let them race. One thing I forgot to say, though, to add to your point, though, is because, like, with red flagging, that's fair enough, isn't it? Because that, I mean, if that's what if that's what you know what they think is right, if that's what people want to do, cool. But I guess some, one can argue that, you know, um, Ricardo, what happened to Ricardo, if him crashing, may not be a red flag to know because, cool, yes, he binned it. Um, and yes, yeah, he no, I get out, But where the, you know, car was, it wasn't in a, you know, a jeopardizing position. It wasn't in a situation where, you know, it's going to impact, you know, the rest of the grid. They can easily move it out with, you know, so on the field down, it can be a waste of time, for example. So. No, I get, I get what you're saying. I mean, it's not a red flag situation at all, but I'm just talking more for the entertainment rating aspect of it. I mean, at the end of the day, Formula One is an entertainment sport and you do something to make it more interesting. And yeah, just red, yeah, just red flag it. Like, uh, it's just let them race for the last time. Massey used to red flag every five seconds. Because he yeah. on the entertainment. Yeah. Because when you look at it, yeah, what the safety car is meant to do is to bunch up the cars anyway. So if you're going to bunch up the cars, instead of wasting 10 laps to do it, just red flag the race, do a standard start. That's how I look at it, really. Uh, obviously, not every situation needs to be red flagged. And obviously, if it's like a midway through the race, you don't have to red flag the race. I don't... I mean, the safety car's not really wasting that much laps. But I think when it comes down to the end of it, everyone wants to go put on the softs. So, red flag it, put on the softs, and let's have some fun. Okay, I understand the entertainment aspect of it. Like, if you're looking at it that way, if, if you're just looking at a sporting aspect and you just want people to follow the rules, the rules are the whole safety car. Safety thing, car. Yeah. End on the safety car. So, either way, like... One thing that I people are not getting quite confused with is that the decisions made, and this is not me defending the FIA, I absolutely despise it. But the decisions made last year with Massey and the old uh, FIA regime to the decisions made this year and the new race directors are going to be different, right? So if they do something different to AD, they're supposed to do something different to how AD was. Exactly. So it's kind of like, you know, when you get governments and it's like, oh, why was this policy put in? And then this government wasn't even responsible for that policy. That's a, that's the old old government, you know what I mean? It's kind of like that. It's like you're blaming them. They're, they're not the same. They're not approaching it the same way. I've got problems with this yeah. new regime with a lot of things in it. Like in the F2 race, they'll just slap it out uh, 10 seconds, stop go penalties for nothing. And I was just like, huh? I haven't seen those since the 90s. I don't really understand why you're slapping out stop go penalties 10 seconds. But again, isn't that... Isn't that another like different te- set of stewards and stuff? No, it's the same. Same guys. So, so if there's really, inc- and obviously we've got two race directors for different races and stuff like that, so we're getting inconsistencies between both of them as well. How harshly we treat track limits and penalties and so on and so on. Um, for me personally, today, um, I'm a bit nervous when I see a, a crane on track. And I'm seeing cars go past the crane. So, yeah, and that's because of the whole situation. Bikes. Yeah. So, yeah. and it's not a fact that, oh, these are these are grown man's, this is dry conditions. Um, they're going really slow. They're behind a safety car anyway. It's about some of, these, some of these drivers are bozos. Yeah. You so never know what can happen, happen, man. Nothing could happen. Something could happen where that car goes straight into that crane and then where we're at. 
So that's what I would have personally mm. reflected. Because mm, if you, I saw someone in the F, it was either F2 or F3, they were getting a crane in a similar position to take it out and they red flagged the race. I think it was F3. They red flagged it. For that to take the yeah, crane. but they're all bozos. They're definitely bozos. All yeah, of yeah. Them. No, but then it was in a position where they had to get the crane. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was clear to see that Ricardo's situation within half a lap, they should have known the stewards. Okay, we need to red flag this store. They called out the safety car really early, but the safety car didn't come out. I don't know where the safety car driver was. Was he taking a shit? Where, we, where was he at? Because they put the safety car out, the sign up, and the guy didn't come out that for three more laps. So these guys were doing up safety car by themselves. They'll just go around while Ricardo was parked there with stewards there. And then there was a crane going backwards while guys are going by. For entertainment purposes, if that was Massey, red flag straight away. Red flag. I'm not even rating Massey. But he was doing red flags in Baku when there's one lap left. So he was doing real life uh, um, Hell in the Cell. He was doing WWE things in Formula One. But um, yeah, they could have red flagged it and they would have 10 laps left. It's not even about, oh, Leclerc was robbed the opportunity of winning. No, no, no. He wasn't going to win anyway. They were both <laughs> on fresh softs. They were both on the same softs. It's not like there was a tired differential there. They both were scrub softs. And who's got the faster car? You would have known what would have happened. So um, there's a real distrust of the FIA. It's understandable. I like Mars. It's understandable that people distrust the FIA. I don't know why oh, yeah. Sky Sports are pushing the agenda of, oh, we didn't get to see a race. That was scandalous that they finished under a safety car. I grew up watching races finishing under a safety car. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a fair few end up in a safety car. It's not, it's not the best thing. Well, Man, I'll go in hospital and don't even red flag in races back in the day. They're mm. like, oh, it's just safety car, yellow flags. But yeah, I understand the distrust of the FIA and I understand all the nuances behind it because people are like, they feel a sense of being robbed because they're like, look, they can do it, but they, they chose not to do it in AD. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's why there's. I mean, that, that's clear now. That is clear. Um, there's nothing really to be said of that. Like, that is clear. They chose not to do it, as you said, and there's nothing really... I mean, there is something they could have done. They could have overturned it, but clearly that wasn't going to suit their narrative. And but, uh, yeah. I think that whole season was just very corrupt anyway. Just very corrupt and very mad. There was too much going on. But like you said, too much like... There's too much white lines when it comes to the rules, man. These guys need to make it as clear and structured. And to be fair, I'll give my points earlier with the red flag now because obviously we don't have a situation, you know, George Bianchi, where, you know, RIP, where a man crashed into um, the crane and then might not hit him. So, you know, I fully get it from the safety point of view. But the whole yellow flag, red flag, I just feel like just have one rule, have it either where races must end, races in second conditions must either end in a yellow flag or races in second conditions. Well, I know it's the rules. Or having where races must never end in safety car and that have happen happens red flag call and start again. Do you know what so I thought? Uh, do, you know, do you know what I just thought? What you know when uh, they did that one lap shootout in Baku? If they decided to yeah. just put that instead of if they just decided to finish that under a safety car, uh, Hamilton was the title. Yeah, he would have. Yeah, he wouldn't have crashed it after the restart. Yeah. And he would have just been P2. Yeah. It's deep. It's deep. But um, 
Yeah, uh, let's go on to our drivers of the day. Winner Max Verstappen, obviously. Um, we already spoke about that. So let me just get the let me get the votes up because I know we put some polls up, didn't we? Wonder who won the poll. Who was our nominees, Max? Uh, Sir Lewis, Max, yeah. Nick De Vries, and Sainz. So yeah, Nick De Vries. Standing for Alex Albon, who has appendicitis, who has to get his appendix taken up on this morning. So these very, very, very was it this morning or last night? It was this morning, right? Um, very, very last minute shout. He was doing um, FP practice for Aston Martin yesterday. Uh, the winner of the poll, forty-one point four percent, just pipping Lewis Hamilton. Buck De Freeze. Why do we call him Buck? <laughs> I died. Um... Was that all correct? Was that all correct? <laughs> we're hey, we're going to call him Buck De Vries from now on, you know? That's it. That's his name, bro. Buck De Vries. Um, talk to me about Buck De Vries, guys. That was his performance. First performance. Latifi's a donor, right? He's, he's gone. He's finished. Oh, yeah. You've done it here, man. Yeah. You're 20, was it 21st in a 20-man race. That's how, How's that possible, bro? Everyone has points but you. That's ridiculous. The man just got in the car. He couldn't even fit in the car. I just see the image of him being lifted out of the car because it was fitted for Albon, whose album was way taller than him, right? So at the end yep, of the race, they had to lift him out of the car like a toddler. You get yeah. what I'm saying? That's um, how peak. I mean, I, I, was a, I think it was a great performance from him today. There was, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about him and whether he's good enough. He's 27. He's not a child anymore. Um, even though they still classify him as a young driver for some reason, um, but yeah, uh, it was yeah. There's a lot of talk about whether he can do it. Jesse Lingard had kind of, exactly. I mean, he proved he can. He can um, do it. Um, put he put on some few, a few good moves, and he just held his track position. Um, you stick it on Gasly as well towards the end. Yeah, didn't do anything special, special, but. He didn't do anything wrong either. Just a very solid performance. Latifi's not good. I know that's uh, yeah. not surprising to people. <laughs> but he really ain't good, man. He really, really ain't good. And there is no way... I heard a couple of articles over the past couple of weeks saying uh, Tost was thinking about it. The, 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 that, the thinking about, oh yeah, maybe we'll keep him. Yeah, I've heard a few. What the hell? Is, well. What are you talking about? What has he done in the last? He's had he's had more years than anybody should have in Formula One of that caliber. It's insane. Mm -hmm. He's been on the grid since 2019. What are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah, for Josco Peter Williams, if they're a serious organization, they would get rid of Latifi because well, Nick DeVries, yeah, like we we, we talk about this affair. Me and Mahal, we don't really rate him like that. We don't really rate him. Let's be keeping sure. I don't really rate the guy. But, you know, obviously him being, you know, Mercedes' um, test driver, him being, um, you know, in the FE program, you know, Toto's um, his manager as well, he gets heat and cool. He was in after Martin. Formula champion, champion as well. Yeah, Formula champion, FG champion, all that. We he, was, he, he was in after Martin this weekend. He was in, he was in after Martin this weekend. That man went to the Williams same weekend. Might have been two Weekend, yeah, and he still packed Latifi. Latifi, this guy called P2. Latifi, what was P16? So Latifi didn't get to Q1. Look, 
Latifi mm-hmm. qualified. Obviously, he, he qualified quite. He didn't get to. Yeah, yeah. he qualified P16. Then they moved him up to P10 because of all of the penalties yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, he ended up P15. He ended up P15. Nick the Freeze only lost one position. And he started P8. And that and was because of P9. That was because of signs in it, basically. Yeah. Signs and Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Signs Hamilton. Yeah. yeah. And uh, obviously, um, Daniel Ricciardo retiring as well. But it's still like, come on, man. We, we got to get him out of here. I, I think, personally, I think Albon would have done better. Yeah, same. Because that car is good in the straight line. Yeah. That car is rapid. Yeah. And this is a straight line track. So we didn't really see the, I don't think we'd seal the ceiling of that car's capability this weekend. Mm. But the freeze did a good job. If it is, if, listen, if their lineup next year is the freeze and Albon, I'm not mad at it. Because I believe that we're getting rid of an incompetent driver in the team. Get this mama out of it for So yeah, DeFreeze, congratulations. He's bad, man. He's really bad. He's really said, bad. This is 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 bad, man. Hey, the Latifi Dior, worst driver of the weekend. Guess who won? <laughs> <laughs> You know, <laughs> you know what? You know, you know, percent of the ropes. Oh my lord! You don't have to. I know we try to refrain from putting putting him on that list, but then sometimes he just brings out a special performance, and this was one of those man. This was an absolute shocker, absolute I shocker. Had a he had a he had a horror fest, man. He had a horror fest, and every time something happens, like he always says, there's something wrong with the car. And he acts mad surprised. I know he's game, man. So what, what do you mean? What? He just looks, he's like, he's so confused about everything. This guy is a make-a-wish driver, man. The clutch not working. The clutch not working. Is it breaking? What's happening? He's a make-a-wish driver, man. Get this guy out of here. Do you know what, yeah? We've got our nominees as K-Mag, Mick, Danny Rick, and Latifi, yeah? Danny Rick, he's engine blob. He would have got points. I don't understand why he's there. Got shagged by strategy as well. Mick. Mick's a bum. Mick was going toe to toe with Latifi. They had soft, fresh tires. You're doing back. They'll do switcheroos in that. Mick is not that guy. K Mag, I think he had he got damaged on the first lap. His diffuser broke, so he was mm-hmm. just running around. Yeah, that's probably because he crashed into someone, didn't it? As, no, no, he crashed someone the first went, lap, bro. No, Bottas went into the back of him, bro. It's in Bottas, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. yeah. So you see, he still crashed. That's K Mag. He came last, bro. He came last. Bro, Latifi came ahead of K Mag, man. K-Mag got a broken diffuser from lap one. What do you want from him? He can't do anything. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, well, Mick, he, he finish ahead of K-Mag. That's a, this is my thing with K-Mag. Uh, if you get hit from behind, running. come on, guys, man. Let's not be shy. Uh, if you get hit from behind. K-Mag calls that turn himself. Turn one. K-Mag calls that himself. Because K-Mag does these things. He do- How many first lap incidents is he going to get into before he realizes? Yeah, no, he's on. Yo, where's my spatial awareness? He's on drives, man. Problem crash. That's him. That's him. I respect respect K Mag, man. Uh, Who else do we have? Do you know who had a howl? Ocon. Ocon had a howl. No, no, they put him on hard. They put him on the hards. They put him on the hards, didn't they? And hard that as well. Before well, Alonso had world. to retire the car, Alonso was miles ahead of him. He did, that as well. Yeah, he, he, he had an engine run. penalty as well. He had an engine penalty. Well, that deep. Well. He, had, yeah, he, he started. He started P fourteen. Well, that deep. Yeah, and he finished P fifteen in it. He finished P eleven. P 
Oh, P11. Oh, right. This is yeah. that's really yeah, one point of fear. Oh, oh, Listen, that, that finished ahead of Alonso man. today. You appreciate oh, it. This is today. shameless. My no, God, I've got zero points today. I've got zero points. That's shameless, man. I get how you live. Norris had a bit of a hole. 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 Yeah, he had a bad start in it, but then he made it up quickly. He made and it then... up, and then that pit stop. Lord have mercy. Mercy. And we're coming back, man. McLaren fan TV this week, man. I'm having a rant. You better. I need cookie guys this week. That is disgusting. He, he, why was he in that? You see how Hamilton did that double overtake on Gasly and uh, Norris? That was cold. Norris is thinking, why am I even here? He should have been on the road. <laughs> Norris should have been Towards... on the road. He shouldn't have been involved there. Why is he getting docked? I can't lie. Because of a slow Gaz- Gazi should have done the Ricardo as well, man. Gazi was on Ricardo for a good half of the race, but man, I'm sucking Ricardo a Ricardo was weaving crazy. He didn't get no penalty. <laughs> crazy weaving. And then he's got his face on his helmet. Like a, like a, like a bozo. Do you see Ricardo's helmet? He's got That's his face helmet, on so It's him screaming. Like him shouting. It's him screaming on the top of his helmet. <laughs> and he's weaving on the, on the Monza Street. It's meant to have a job. It's meant to have a job for next year, bro. This Gasly's on the radio saying this guy's driving crazy. Of course he's driving crazy, man. His head is lost, man. His head is fucking gone. Um, all right. I don't know how he's going to pay for his electric bills next week, bro. He's like, <laughs> hey, are we giving? Who are we giving the Massey award to? We're going to give it to the FI. Mm, yeah, the safety car bad. driver. Safety car driver taking a sh- t- taking a shit instead of being on, uh, you know, yeah. safety car duty. Because where was my man? Yeah, bro. That, I think that was just, yeah, just crazy. And I just want to say this: this is a message to all Ferrari fans. We saw all your tweets that you sent us earlier in the season. You deserve everything that you're getting right now. You literally wait, wait, hold on. Have you spoken about George Russell yet? No, we're gonna get to him right now. Right oh. now. Oh. I thought we were, we, were, we were wrapping up. No, no, I no, like, no, no. Well, I, 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 I give you, whenever whenever you're on the pod, I will give you the platform to speak of George Russell. So George Russell, uh, P2 started on the grid, uh, cut chicane on the first corner, um, lost pace with Leclerc, got dunked on by Verstappen. And open the ash. That was weird. Yeah, and basically ended up on the podium again. Uh, talk to me about uh, Russell Russell's. Uh... Do, you, do you know what? I'm, I'm going to say this. Yeah. Him, do you Max think? Pogba, do you think? Do you think? Send me the was... number to their witch doctor. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry because this guy's luck. It just does not run out, man. It just I think Sainz would have took him. If there was no safety car. I think Sainz takes him. No, Sainz was on fresh. Sauce. He wouldn't have. Sainz. I think it was eight laps ago. Sainz was. Well, yeah, he would have. Yeah, he actually would have. Because Sainz, yeah, was starting to take one point two off a George, yeah. And I think Every it was lap. like eight laps left. Every lap, he was doing about 1.2. It was like, for the last... So before the safety car, I think the last two laps was like 1.2 he was doing off George. And then the safety car comes. Oh my days, how much luck can these men get? It's ridiculous, blood. Him and Max, just lucky, luck, luck, luck. Every second. This guy, he's not good. He's not good, yeah? He's just right, driving on luck. I can't, I'm bro. Calm down, calm down, man. I'm on your gender, man, but... Yeah, The last bit, you have to calm down. Calm down, please. It's like when you nah. say people say Max ain't good. Calm down. Come on. Come on, guys. He's not good to you, bro. Oh, get out of here, man. 
Hey, that what he used to say about Lewis, bro. It's the car. What did you say, boss, man? If that would bought us in that car, yeah, we would have bought us. would be knowing this. If so, Bottas was in that car, he would have won the race, yeah? Hold that. <laughs> Lord, Lord. So, this is the, you know, this is the most shameless thing that you're doing, is that you're propping Bottas for Russell Slander. And you know Bottas is a bum. What are you doing? <laughs> you can't do this, man. We're going to have to get uh, arrested. Boy. So, uh, Russell is now 16th points behind Leclerc. Is he going to shithouse the second place in the championship? Yeah, probably. He could do nothing. He, 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 he could do Because I'm looking I at it now, yeah. I think I, I, I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's, it's scary hours. I'm not going to lie. Lewis is 168, yeah. George Russell's on 203, yeah. Unless Hamilton gets like a bag a of race or, a win, or a race win, yeah. Race win. yeah. Russell might pip him, you know. And then we're looking, at a, we're looking at a button Hamilton situation. Basically. That's the perfect analogy. I can't. That is literally the perfect analogy for this situation. It's not the perfect analogy because Button's a world champion. George will never be a world champion. <laughs> no, that, that that's kind of true because when Button and Hamilton were teammates, they both had one championship. You know what I'm saying? Russell hasn't even got a race with yeah. you. Know what I'm saying? Button was out here winning in 2005 before he was even won a championship. He was out here. He was he was winning long time ago. Um, but Russell, he, he might pick Leclerc, depending on what Ferrari's reliability is. I don't think he'll pick Leclerc. I think I think Leclerc will get they'll get points. They'll get. I think Ferrari has one more win in it. In it. Um, I think Singapore that'll be a good race for Ferrari. I mean, they normally have a good race in, in Singapore, so I think they might get might be able to do it. It's it's quite narrow. If they can get pole, which they normally like to do, Singapore's not one of those tracks known for overtaking. Um, so yeah, I think they might Ferrari might be able to do something in Singapore. But after that, it's just straight Red Bull. I don't see anything else after that. Because Suzuka, Red Bull, uh USA, maybe maybe Ferrari have a chance. But Mexico, Leclerc's, Brazil. Leclerc's and... winning Leclerc's winning the title by Japan, Suzuka. So do they have any have any incentive to win races after that point? They don't really care. They'll just be stat padded. No, no, what's it called? Max could win the title next next race. Singapore. Yeah, that, that's that's if that's if Charles like DNFs or some crap like that, isn't it? Uh, that Singapore he I thought it was just he has to win and that's it. No, 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 no. Oh. No, 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 no way. Okay, Max got 335 points. Oh my lord. Charles Leclerc's got 219. Oh, this is nasty, man. No, it, you know it, when you you know back in the, do you know what? Yeah, back in the, it's one you know win, bro. You, it's one you know, win. Like, you know when we uh, look back on this, like 10 years from now, we look at the Wikipedia and look at the tables and look at the standards of points, it's going to look nasty. This is this is disgusting. This is like, this is Hamilton 2015 levels, man. This is Hamilton 2020 levels. This is nasty. Um, okay, listeners' questions, guys. Let me go through them. George Russell's still a prick. All right, calm down. I don't apologies like it. To, I really don't apologies like it. Apologies to all George Russell listeners, including Aldas. I don't I don't care. I don't like him. Aldas knows I don't like him. He's a mark. All right. Um, we've got a question from David SB4. Another uh, Ferrari loss. Hold that, mate. Uh, is Mick going to be an F1 next year? No. I'm going to... So, so that's your answer, Kwame? Yes, I think you'll be... I think it was the has. I think the talk of what? him... Yeah, I think it's the house. 
The Algo agenda is one. The Algo stops. I just said. Where's he gonna go? Where's he gonna? I I personally don't believe he's gonna be a has because I don't think him and Gonzo get along. But. Where does he go if that ain't there? If the Hass ain't there, where's he going? He's not going Alpine. Maybe tell you that enough. The only place he can possibly go to is Alpine. If not, then yeah, yeah, it's nothing good. He's on the streets. But, listen, I, I, I don't think Hass are that dumb or that different for the Ferrari check and Ferrari bag for them to sack him for Gio. I, I, I pray not. No, I, I really pray no, not no, no, because no, no. listen, okay. I can't not agenda again. This is a Jesus speaker, but I'm telling you, if, 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 if Gio takes his seat, I've won. I've won. If Gio takes his seat, I've won, Kwame. That's it. There's nothing he could do, even if he gets fired the next year. You won the I've battle, won. but not the war. No, it's the war is finished. I've won. Okay, okay. Let me, let me ask you this question, Miles. Yeah? If you're gone to Steiner and you've got a choice between Mick and Daniel Ricciardo, who are you picking? Um... Do you really? No, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying he isn't better than him, but he's an unmotivated Danny Ricardo. Do you really yeah, want then, that? American really team, want that don't just team? give him a cowboy hat and he'll be occupied, man. Yeah, but they want to get points as well. He won't get points. He'll be like. He's jamming in thirty. He's not getting points in the McLaren, bro. Why does Lando have twice as many points as him? Yeah, it's a character. I I, I want everybody to. I want everybody in the F1 world to acknowledge, yeah, that there's a fight between Alpine and McLaren, and is Norris one man up. I want people to know that we are in September. We are sixty. I question my head. It is Norris one man up. I got a question for you though. Wait, uh, this is my listeners' question. Yeah, who goes first? Norris or Piastri when Hugo comes? Uh, depends on how good, how good Hugo is. Really depends what? on how good Hugo is. Really no, all right, say, he, say he's that guy. Yeah? Say if he's, he's a world beater and, and he wins the F3, F2, he's up there, yeah? Um, really depends on how it goes. Personally, I don't care because I'm eating regardless. You know what I'm saying? Like I said it before, yeah? If Oscar comes in and packs that Lando, I'm eating. Because how we got a guy that's better than Lando? That's it. We're eating even more. Because we've got a good, good, good driver. So you're saying Lando, basically, then? I think if we don't get him a, if we don't get him a title by the time he goes there, or get him into race-winning situations where he's in a race-winning car, he's going to go anyway. He'll go Red Bull. He'll get onto his agent. He'll go Red Bull. Yeah. And then he'll have to deal with the whole team orders thing with Max. Good luck to him. <laughs> Um, I think Max will be retired by then. Hopefully, you're the one who's fifth championship. Max, Max right is then. what 25 now. He's got what he's got. I think he's got six more seasons. Uh, he'll, he'll do a Kimmy, either or he'll either retire. You man, like Kimmy did. You man laughed at me. You man laughed at me. You man laughed at me when I said that Max was going to win five titles. You man laughed at me. I just want to remember that. Um, all right, next questions Should the race have been red flagged? From the fifth wheel podcast F1, um, we spoke about that earlier. So, if you want to rewind, yeah, guy, um, you'll hear our answer for that one. Uh, Docs on Quack Nine, aka my biggest enemy on Twitter. Um, <laughs> would Latifi have ever gotten a seat at Minardi HRT Virgin Racing if they were still about? PS, <laughs> tell Kwame, tell Kwame his acceptance review for Gasly have has been accepted. Green, green, lighted. <laughs> 
Because he was trying to G-check you about... Uh, he's trying to G-check you yeah. about... You, you know what? Yeah. Okay, are, you, um, are you backing Cassidy and Ocon though? Answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> you false flagging. Why, why are you on both sides no of the wood, gang? Man. There's no wood, man. Listen, why are you on both sides? Anything get love. Anything blue get love. Anything blue get love. So, so you, was, you, know, uh, you was rating Victor Martins this weekend, yeah? Yeah, I've actually got some stocks in, you know? Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah, here we go. You got stocks in everybody, man. Your portfolio is stretched. Man's... Hey, this guy's... I'm going to read you my portfolio. Don't worry. You know, he, all these You can't interest. rate every. Uh, this is a serious, uh, isn't it, Mars? This is a serious issue. You can't rate every driver. Can't you? No, it's I don't rate every driver. Man. I've got agendas for certain man. Gio is one of them. You got agenda for Gio. Uh, That's it. <laughs> Zhao, another one. <laughs> Triple Zhao. I tweeted that. We might just hate Alpha drivers. That's it. Yeah, I do still, I do still, man. I don't have to good. I'm needy. You said it. I've got general for people, man. But certain drivers, I wait. But yeah, 2020 because I had a jinx. Apparently, apparently, I was jinxing drivers. So that's why he was saying, "Uh, we are you sure?" Because you know, I think Gavi hype. But actually, yo, you don't rate, you don't rate Sergio Perez. Nah, not really. It's mad because I used to, you know, I used to wait Perez, but I used to wait Perez, but you man were gassing when he went to a ball saying he's going to be Max, he's going to win the championship. I didn't gas him. Man. Ain't gonna happen. I know a certain man not was you, saying he's going to be not Max. You, not you. I did, and, and what? And much. what? You and, 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 and Kunle, embarrassing. Um, <laughs> I don't care. This is, yeah. This is All right. Ops, ops in it. He's an op. All right, no, let's answer his question. Though. Let's answer his question. Let's answer his question. Does Latifi get a seat at Minardi HRT Virgin Racing? I don't think he gets a seat yeah. at Minardi. No. I think Minardi, Minardi has... HRT, maybe. HRT, maybe. Actually, did Virgin Racing have paid drivers? Did Virgin Racing have paid drivers? Then people there. I think so, yeah. That Glock. I don't know. That Degrassi, I think. You'll get a seat at Caterham. I think you get a seat at Caterham. You know what? Can you understand? It was them teams, yeah, that needed a driver, like for money. Yes, Cosworth, them Cosworth engine teams. <laughs> you get into HRT. Yeah, no, no. no uh, ironically, Virgin Racing had a Cosworth engine. Um, but Cosworth, no, but uh, they used to have Timo Glock. Timo Glock was the driver. Okay. But I see. You get into HRT, not Virgin. Jajos Bianchi and Musha. Yeah, that George Bianchi, that Verline. Like, even if even, you go all the way you know, back, he ain't getting it. He ain't getting, into, uh, he ain't getting into Jordan. He ain't built like that. Hell no. That friends and oh, no, truly Schumacher. No, Jordan. No, yeah. Yeah, Jordan was a good team. Like but now I want him out the door. I want him out of F1. So good riddance. Um, let's see. Next question from uh, at Oliver Dirtby. Shout out to, to you, brother. Did the FIA ruin another race by waffling with the safety car versus red flag? Why did the safety car pick up Russell when it could have picked up Max maybe two laps later? He was taking a shit. The safety car driver was taking a shit. And they were waffling. It should have been a red flag or they should have brought the safety car immediately. We spoke about this earlier, but thank you for your question, Oliver Dirty B. Um, next question. Do you think the finish reflects what could have happened in AD last year if Sir Lewis Hamilton had pitted, given up track position? Mm. He's not good. 100%. Whatever happened, Max no. was winning that race. Do you know if what's so Lewis funny? Pitted, if, they pitted, 
Did if he pitted for softs, there's like four cars between them. What's he what's he gonna do? One lap. No, he, as I said, Max he was, will win that race no matter what. It, yeah, it was, was so even if Lewis pitted, Lewis had a yeah, Lewis he had one a lap set of shots anyway, did he? I'm not gonna no, lie, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a crazy don, yeah. I swear to god, if I was Lewis and I pitted, yeah, and I saw all them cars, I would have crushed me, it. Mother's life, I'm going it. past them anyway. I would have gone past, I would have gone past all of those unlapped cars. Dan I'll be Dan right next. I'll be right next. You said that. <laughs> uh, I'll be right next to Max Verstappen. I'm ignoring the call. What are they going to do? We'll be back do? next week with more content. I know there's a little gap between races now until Singapore, but we don't stop making content. So if you have got this far, please like and subscribe on YouTube. Please leave a comment. Uh, if you're on Twitter, follow us at Pit Stop Fracker. If you want terrible, terrible takes about marks, yeah, follow us on Pit Stop Fracker. Um, follow us on Instagram, Pitstop Fracker, and um, if you're listening to this on Spotify and Apple, please leave us a review and a five star rating. And if you need F1 merch, click on the link in the YouTube and the Spotify. Get your discounts, get your merch, Daddy Rick merch, half price. Get me. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week uh, with another pod. Peace. All right, RIP Lizzie. Brand new season, brand new dawn for Formula One. It's the Bahrain Grand Prix, and it's lights out, and away we go. We off the grid, grid, grid. This for my Kiki. Network.